Welcome to the first episode in 2020 of the Retail Initiative Podcast. Um, honestly, what I want to do today is I want to share some of my biggest lessons over the last decade. Um, and so we're going to queue up the theme and then I'm just going to jump right into it if that's okay with you. So let's get this going. The rules of retail are changing. One by one, corporate retailers are closing their doors and some call it the death of retail. But those rules never apply to independent retailers like us. We're writing our own rules. We're here to answer the questions about how to grow your business, stay competitive, and still have a life. I'm Josh Orr, and this is the Retail Initiative Podcast. All right, so... 2010s, um, I don't know about you, but for me, it was a huge decade in my life. I mean, I'm only, what, 34? I've reached the age where I have to think about how old I am, but I'm 34. Um, and so in a lot of ways, like these last 10 years have been so impactful. Um, 10 years ago, I, w I wasn't doing what I was doing now. Um, I was actually thinking, like wanting to go into politics. I was about to move to Washington, D.C., and start doing that whole mess and loved it, but decided that wasn't for me and um, ended up, you know, in retail, which I love. I love this world. I'm passionate about it, which is exciting. And it's when I started my business and chances are like statistically, most of you that are listening, if you're in retail, you probably started your business sometime in the last 10 years as well. Um, so we, we both get to share that. And even if you didn't, like I'm sure your business went through a lot of changes over the last 10 years. And in doing that, I've learned a lot of things and I was thinking through like, okay, if I were to go back in a time machine and, and tell myself these like core things like, hey man, you're going to learn this. You need to just go ahead and think this way. I wanted to share like what would be those things because I think um, the things I would tell myself might apply to you, um, whether it's something that you're looking for permission to think or feel or if it's a problem that you're struggling with, and, and hopefully I can encourage you in that. Um, so lesson number one, or the, the probably the one that's had the biggest impact. Um, so when I started this business, I um, was coming out of a company where I was like a point of sale reseller. And so what that means is like I had one system, and so any lead that I got, like I would go and try to teach them why that system was the best one and implement it. Um, and I love doing that. In a lot of ways, like we still have core pieces of that business in ours. Um, and a lot of that stuff, like we were partly an IT company. And for a while, like I would have said, we were an IT company that does point of sale. And and I, I built that because when I looked around me, like the people that were in that world, that's what they were doing. They were like IT companies doing POS. And I had this pivot where I realized like my greatest value wasn't in taking an IT approach. It really was like, I, I was able to learn like why were businesses succeeding? Why were they failing? I mean, talk about a way to get like under the hood of a business than working with someone in their POS. Like you get to talk through their customers, their inventory, what's selling, why it's selling, what's not selling, why is it not selling, where operations messed up. Um, you just get into so many aspects of the business and you work with hundreds and eventually you, you, you learn a thing or two. And I ended up like looking around at what others were doing and I built the business that I thought I was supposed to build. I built a company like what others had built because I felt like that's what I was supposed to. 
And I know a lot of my friends that are in retail, they have built a business based on what others were doing because they thought that that's what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to build a business like other, other people have. And what ended up happening for me was I honestly, like I, I had this moment where I realized I hated the company I built. I, I wasn't excited going to work every day. I didn't enjoy the work I was doing. I like dreaded almost like every aspect of what I was doing. Like there were a few things that I loved, but I didn't get to do those things because I was so busy with the things that I hated. And this year I took a huge step back and said, you know what, what do I love about my job? Like, what do I love doing? And then how can I build a company to do more of that? And then how can we get rid of the things that we hate doing? And what was interesting is when we got rid of a lot of the things that we hated doing, we uncovered ways that we could be far more valuable to retailers than we ever had been. So for you, what is that? What are the things that you hate about your business? Like what are the things that you would get rid of? You know, I, I was talking to this um, boutique owner and like she had a kid section and she kept complaining about this kid section. And I was like, why do you have it? And she was like, well, I have a lot of moms that are customers. I'm like, yeah, but do you have to sell the kids clothes? Like, can't you still just cater to them? And she got rid of this part of the business and it had no effect on her bottom line whatsoever, but she got to quit worrying about an entirely new part of this entirely different part of the business that she didn't even enjoy that much. So for you, like, what could that thing be that if you could just get rid of it, um, or what would that thing be that you're like, you know, I hate this, this, and this, but I would love if I could focus more in this area. Um, and honestly, like that may mean some really hard decisions. Um, for a good friend of mine, that meant like she closed her storefront. She loved online and she was successful online. And she made the hard decision to close her storefront because she found joy in it. Um, so that is lesson number one is like build the company that you can get excited about, not the one you're supposed to build. And so don't, you have permission, you have my permission, but you don't need it. Um, you don't need anyone else's permission, build something that you get excited about coming to, not what you're supposed to do. Ignore all the crap of what people tell you you should do and build something you can get excited about and then make that awesome. Um, the next thing. Avoid, um, I, I'm going to call this like avoid the we also. Um, for a long time, if you called my company, I was going to tell you about like 15 things that we can do. And if none of those 15 things worked for you and you were like, oh, hey, can you help with this, this and this? I was going to find a way to do it. And I thought that was helpful. I thought like, well, one, that's a way to make money. Let's be honest. Like we're all here because we want to support our families. But in the end, what that had us doing was services that weren't really our thing. And we were like scrambling to make these things work. And what I realized was, you know what, if we can pick a few core things that we do really, really well and just do that, we can truly be valuable to our clients. And for you, what could that look like? That could be, um, whether it's your sales channels, like, you don't have to be everywhere that people tell you you have to be. Um, do I think it's important to have an in-store presence and an online presence? Yes, I think that's really good. But if your business doesn't fit being online, like you can just not do that anymore. You don't. No one's forcing you to do it, and you know your customers better than most. 
Um, you, if you obsess over knowing who they are, knowing how they shop, you know what's going to reach them, and you don't have to um, keep going to these new things. Like, if you don't want to be on eBay, don't be on eBay. Like, maybe that's not where your customer is going to find you. Um, having this, we're also here, we're also here, we're also here, just adds more stress. And I bet if you looked at the numbers, it probably isn't worth the revenue it's bringing in. And I'm not telling you not to explore new sales channels. Definitely explore it, but see if it fits your business. See if it's something that you can make into something successful. And if not, don't feel guilt saying no to it. And then um, the, the, the next thing is, and I wish I had learned this so much earlier, um, like prioritize what's most important. Um, you know, I do this exercise, we do strategies, strategy sessions with people. And one of the things that I like to do is, um, all right, like, so what, what are you trying to do? Like, what's your biggest goal in this conversation? Let's say we're talking about e-commerce. Um, what's your biggest goal in this conversation? And they're like, well, my, my goal, what I want to do is I want to get to a million dollars this year. Okay, great. Like, that's an awesome goal. Why do you want to get to a million dollars this year? Well, because I think that is a successful retail business. Well, why do you want to have a successful retail business? Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to support my family and, and provide good income that can support them. Okay, that's really good. I love that you want to support your family. Why do you want to support your family in this way? And I keep asking why. And a lot of times what things come down to is something related to their family or their kids and the life that they want to give their family and kids. And then it gets interesting because we'll start to unpack what their weeks look like, what their days look like, and realize that they really aren't able to spend time with their family. They aren't able to spend time with their kids. And their goal, their biggest whys behind why they're doing what they're doing are keeping them from actually getting to live that out. And I, I was guilty of that. Like I had this event this moment this year where really like what started the change of the whole business was one day. And on this day, I've told this story before, um, but I was, you know, we were doing weekend support at the time for a lot of people. And on a Saturday, we had a call come through that was not an emergency. It wasn't like something we had to do right then. And I stepped away from my son's soccer game. And by soccer game, he's three years old. So it's not really a, a game. It more was just like kids go one by one and kick a ball into a goal and the people around like cheer their name. So um, if it were my son, his name's Ryan, he's about to turn four. Um, but he, you know, we'd stand around and Ryan, Ryan, while well, he goes and he kicks the ball in the goal. And right before it was his turn, we got this call and I'm about a hundred feet away taking this call with someone who really could care less that it's a Saturday and they're asking something that's not an emergency, but they felt like it was. And I'm watching this group of 50 people cheer on my son while I am 100 feet away on a call with someone who could care less. And that's like was this transformative moment of I have to focus on what's most important. And if I don't change things, these these moments are going to happen more and more. And I'm going to miss out on some of the most important things in my kid's life. And I had to put boundaries in place that made it possible for me to do that. So for you, what could that look like? You might think that you have to respond to Facebook messages at all hours of the night, but do you? Do you really have to do that? It might mean that you 
think you have to respond to all customer emails within a certain amount of time. But the, the real question is like, could you not set up hours and only respond during those hours? You probably can and you have the freedom to, you just have to do it. Um, so prioritize what's most important. I wish I had learned that and implemented it earlier, but I didn't out of fear. Um, and, and so move that brings us to our last thing. Um, and it is this idea that marketing is king. Like it's marketing is everything like you. Um, a lot of people, I think, go into business because they're passionate about their product, which is important. Um, you have to know who your customer is and you have to have a product that speaks to them. But getting more and more of those people to come into your business is beyond important. And a lot of times people call us and they're trying to outsource the marketing of their business. And I would argue that I don't know if marketing entirely can be outsourced. And I learned that, like I tried to get help from people, but they just never understood the strategic direction that I wanted to take the business. And it never worked. And even if it brought in more leads, they weren't the, the kind of people that we could provide value to. And I've learned that marketing is not something that you can completely give away. You can, you have to be the person setting direction for how you're going to reach new people. You can then, once you have that direction, get help from people who can implement it. So if you know the way you want to bring people in, you can find someone who can help you with Facebook ads to do that. You can find someone who can help with building out a website that's going to draw those people in. You can find someone for this or that. All that stuff is good, but you have to set that direction. Um, look, we do e-commerce design and development, but the sites that end up really good are the sites from people who understand their own business and how they want to how they want to sell to people, and then we're implementing that for them. So, those are my biggest lessons from the year, or probably from the decade. I've learned a lot more, other mostly from mistakes. Let's be honest. Um, made a lot of mistakes, got lucky, made some good decisions as well. Um, and I hope that the through this next decade that um, we're both able to grow personally, that we become better humans and provide better value to our friends, our family, and of course our customers. Um, but I hope that we don't fail to look to look back at what the last 10 years brought us and what we can learn from it and how we can move forward. So those are my things. I hope they've been valuable to you. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you can find me at Retail Josh. I'd love to shoot me a DM. Let me know what you thought of this, this week's episode. And uh, if you haven't seen our business, we're at streamlineretail.com. We would love to connect. Um, if one of those strategy sessions seems like something that would be useful for you, um, you can reach out at streamlineretail.com. Click on contact us and we'll talk really, really soon. Have a good one.